Welcome to Season 2 of the Financial Fofu Podcast. I'm Trudy Cowan. And I'm Sarah Eiferman. Welcome to joining us, learning a bit more about overcoming your fear of financials. Yeah, the fear of fucking up. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, We've got a great season in store for you. And remember, if you'd like to get in touch with us, all you've got to do is click the link in Anchor and leave us a voice message or hit us up on our social media. That's right. We've got some fantastic topics in store for you this season. But as always, we welcome your feedback. And if there's anything in particular you'd love to hear from us, then shoot us a message. Let's get into it. Let's get straight into it. Cheers. Welcome to today's episode of Financial Fofu. I'm Sarah Eifman. And I'm Trudy Cowan. And today we have an amazing guest for our season finale. Um, We are talking emotional intelligence today with Ush Danak. Hi, guys. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, it's Melbourne to Sydney today, which is amazing. We're covering most of the eastern seaboard, so that's not too bad. Um, (laughs) And I really wanted to talk about emotional intelligence. My word of the year this year is conscious communication. Mm. Um, Trudy's was balance. (laughs) So we thought it would be a great opportunity to bring a little known concept to a bit of a broader audience. Yeah. Excellent. Now, most people have no idea what emotional intelligence (laughs) is per se. Can you give us a breakdown? Yeah, absolutely. So, look, there's you might have heard of the term EQ which uh, is probably a bit more familiar to people than probably the word emotional intelligence. So just to clarify, EQ is the measure of your emotional intelligence, just like IQ is the measure of your intellect. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then if we talk about actually what is emotional intelligence, in a nutshell, it's your ability to manage your emotions. And the key word is in the moment. Okay, and mm. use that information to have better relationships, to understand people better around you. Um, and I and I really want to just touch on that in the moment piece because I think we've all had that you know moment where we've acted like a psycho and then we've reflected. <laughs> you know, going, I shouldn't have done that. You know, that's not great EQ. That's probably <laughs> self reflection skills, but. You know, what I always tell people is EQ is in that moment that you want to chuck something, you want to, like, you know, really lose your shit. Are we allowed to swear? Probably not. Yes, yes we are. We are. Our podcast has a swearing disclaimer on it. So it's <laughs> okay. And it's actually in that moment going, being able to go, right, I'm actually feeling this and I'm going to choose to respond differently rather than do my default reaction. Yeah. Yes. So, um, Our season one finale was based off the audio of a video that I prepared called Trapped, where I was actually stuck in Peru last year. And if you haven't listened to that or watched Mm -hmm. the YouTube, I really recommend because these two tie in together very nicely. One of the main themes of that experience was about learning to respond rather than react to what's going on around you. So I'm really pleased that you, you raised that because I think it's so important. So easily we're, we're triggered. That's the new buzzword. Mm-hmm. And then we, we react rather than respond. We don't think through what comes out of our mouth. Exactly. And it's interesting, like when I was teaching this, and actually when I was taught this, I'll take a step back. My, my coach was like, all right, Ush, you know, for 21 days, I want you to write down 
seven or eight times during the day the emotions that you feel. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'm like, is that all I need to do to become more, more EQ? And he's like, oh, that's a starting point. And he's like, if you miss a day, you have to go back to day one. Anyway, so by the end of like day three, I'd run out of emotions. <laughs> I'm a cold-hearted bitch. And um, my theme was hangry that kept coming up a lot. And I don't even think that's an emotion. But anyway. Um, I, I, I beg to differ. Oh, I definitely think I have an emotion. <laughs> it, was, it was really hard to do. And I, and I think that the key takeaway there, and I, you know, I teach this a lot, is that our emotional vocabulary is not great. So if we actually no. can't communicate um, just to ourselves and our own body what emotion we're feeling, it's really hard to tap into that and, and deal with that emotion and then actually improve on our behavior so So true should look at something called the emotions wheel if you just put it into google you will actually get to see a range of emotions and then different words for those emotions so once i looked at the emotions wheel i'm like okay i actually now can articulate you know what it is that i feel yeah, I mean, completely. I mean, Trudy's uh, frantically Googling at the moment as you just said this, <laughs> trying to get on top of it. But I am familiar with the concept of emotions well. And in a previous episode, we have actually talked about the need when talking with money and behaviours with children that we need to talk about it. I think the same adage applies here that if we don't have the words and we don't engage in the behaviour, how do we ever improve this? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the second point to touch on that is, you know, really linking, and this is sort of the next stage of EQ when you understand it is if I feel X emotion, what is my Y behavior? Yeah. What you're doing there is you're really able to connect the behavior to the emotion and and really raise your awareness of what it is that's happening. So, you know, if you feel frustrated, is your default behavior to withdraw? Is it to lash out? Is it to even overeat is it to not sleep like what is it that you're doing that links to that emotion mm-hmm. and then the third step is really just the understanding that it's okay to feel those emotions right so you guys might have heard that you are not your emotions yeah um so you know if you feel anger it doesn't mean that you're an angry person it means that you are a human being that experiences the emotion of anger. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because I'm like, wow, okay, maybe I'm not a cold-hearted, angry bitch all the time. <laughs> um, I'm just oh, feeling that stuff all the time before I was yeah. more at you, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the awareness, though, to be aware of how you're feeling and what you're feeling. Yeah. As opposed to having yeah. no knowledge <laughs> of either of those two things. Exactly. exactly. And it's, it's the acceptance of it as well. And, you know, I like the analogy. There's two analogies that I'll, I'll share because I think it sticks in people's minds. Is that it's like if you're watching a play, you know, you're going to have act one, scene one, and you're going to get all different characters. If you imagine those different characters are emotions, and then they're going to go off the stage and act one, scene two will come with different characters representing emotions. And that's what makes the play interesting. That's what makes our lives yeah. interesting mm-hmm. is to really experience that and know that no matter what emotion it is, it is going to shift. Uh, you know, when you're sitting in it, it might not feel like it, but it does shift. And it's like the other analogy is the sky. So, you know, if you imagine yourself as the sky, it's constant, whether it's day or night, and that's going to be storms, that's going to be sun and rain and hail, but the sky is the sky, right? It's neutral. Yeah. 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 
Well, it would be remiss of me to not ask you where or what your background is or was, sorry, right, tense helps, and um, why emotional intelligence came to the forefront with you. Yeah, so my background is of a um, lawyer and barrister. Um, wow, okay. Which, which I genuinely had no EQ. <laughs> and um, I remember I, I quit my job. Uh, I literally had a moment of I don't want to work for anyone anymore. And I... Middle We've of all the day, been there. <laughs> I, I know. I actually followed it through, though. In the middle of the day with no plan B, quit my job, came home, watched daytime Dr. Phil or Oprah or something, and going, <laughs> well, what am I going to do with my life? And then someone said, maybe you should hire a coach. I'm like, yeah, that's a good start. I'll just invest money that I don't have into a coach. Yep. Um, <laughs> it did that. And then one of the components of my coaching was um, EQ. And I was yep. like, well, let me just do a bit of a test, see, see where I am around my own awareness of myself and others and it was actually was really low um but I promise you guys I've worked on it before I teach it so you're in safe hands <laughs> um, I think it's a common thing though we think yeah. that it's probably quite good but when you do some testing you go oh, oh crap yeah exactly so that that's sort of my background and then um for the last five years I've um been running um EQ Academy the founder of the business yep. and we literally go into organizations for a period of 12 months and work with the leadership team to really help raise their awareness and also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So in those sort of scenarios, is it just for business relationships or do they get the value in their personal life as well? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I think my daughter's like, mom, you're such a nicer human being now. You know? <laughs> Oh, wow, that's amazing for an 11-year-old to come up with. So she's yeah. obviously recognising the benefits. So. Exactly. No, you'll definitely notice the benefits. And I, and I think the main benefit is that, oh, look, for me, I can't talk for everyone, but for me is that I'm, I'm more at peace with who I am. Yeah. Um, and, and that's been the biggest thing. And I and I don't tend to react as much. And, and it depends also on the jobs that we do. Like I know that, you know, as a barrister, we're conditioned to think on our feet. We're conditioned to be a bit argumentative. Mm. You know, True. It's part of the job. Yeah. And I remember my ex going, can't we just have a conversation without it feeling like a cross-examination? <laughs> um, no, 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 we can't. We can learn how to, like, fight. Like I'm going to leverage those skills. So for me, it's just, um, yeah, I think just understanding myself better, for sure, has mm. been the biggest impact. But then once you understand yourself better, you actually pick up on the emotions of those around you. Yes. Yeah. And that actually helps you build better relationships and it makes you a nicer person to be around. <laughs> um, when you go into these large organisations to, to teach EQ, what are the businesses wanting to get out of it? Yeah, so look, most of the businesses we go into, you know, leadership they get all of the technical training right yeah or it's a given that you can technically do your job I think the bit that we don't learn and we don't really learn it enough in schools and things like that either is how do we have a human to human connection and conversation how do we listen empathetically how do we show compassion in our leadership style how do we how do we have really difficult conversations um without it, you know, being taken personally and, and get our message across properly. So they're the sorts of things, you know, it, I guess it's just exercising the other side of your brain that sometimes we don't get to do um, in the workplace. Yes, especially when they are very technically driven sort of roles. Do we think that um, our emotional intelligence as a society has declined or 
that with the advent, I can't speak today, with the advent of technology and social media and the way we communicate now in terms of devices and instant gratification, that we have forgotten how to communicate. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's hard to make a generic statement um, mm. across the board. But I think definitely over the last few years, people know what emotional intelligence is. Yes. Whereas I know when I started my business five years ago, um, as it is, you know, it's really hard to sell anything when you start a business, let alone something that people go, what the hell is EQ? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas now it's like, oh, okay, EQ, yes, we want to teach this. We want to learn this. We, we want to have more access to this. So I think the awareness is, is there of what EQ is. But I do think it's something that we are all increasing. And it's, it's also in the media more, like, you know, Loads of people in the media of you've seen now that display more emotional intelligence is talked about. So like Shane Fitzsimmons, you know, when we had all of those bushfires and things like that. Yeah. He was in the media and he was portrayed to be, you know, this amazing male leader that displayed EQ and vulnerability. Yeah. But also had a real sense of calm around him. So I think we're seeing more people in in the media, in the public eye that are displaying this. And, and I call it the X factor. I think we've all had someone in our lives that we go, man, I don't know why I really like them or why I connected with them, but they've made a difference in my life. And 99% of the time, the reason they've made a difference or you feel connected is because they are high in EQ. Yes. Oh, that's actually really interesting. It's really true. Mm. Mm. I, I could tell you, the I could pinpoint the people in my life that had higher EQ. Yeah, it made a difference in my life. And I'll okay. share a little um, sneaky sales thing that I do when I when I was um, selling my programs is I go into a room, and it could be you know with the exec or the CEO, and I say to them, right, on a everyone in the room on a piece of paper, a post-it note, write down on one word per post-it note on the qualities that you admire in someone. So everyone does that, you know, they write three or four things on a post-it note, and then I say, okay, on the left-hand side of the room is IQ on the right hand side of the room is EQ and I go put your post-it note uh, in relation to where it sits under IQ or EQ and 99.999% of the time all of the post-it notes are on the side of the EQ wall yeah oh that'd be a fun like test to run <laughs> Trudy's yeah. like envisioning all these tests that she can run with different clients she's got right now no no I'm just thinking <laughs> in my previous role <laughs> having done that sort of exercise that would have ended up and um, it's really interesting because they go, you know, they're a good listener, they're compassionate, they're available. No yeah. one says, no one says, oh, they were great at Excel or technically amazing, which is why I admire them. And the <laughs> it's so, it's so true, yeah. though, isn't it? Like, and the point there is, um, well, if this is all the traits that you admire in these people that you were thinking of, why are we not teaching it? And then I literally just walk out the room, and then they call me and go, "Oh my god, that's amazing! Can you come and teach us?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, it's becoming more popular, and people are becoming aware of it. I suppose my question was more around the point of: Do we think that we're lacking it more as a society now than ever, or have the way we communicated changed so much that it's becoming more obvious that we need it, which is why it's becoming more popular? Yeah, I think it's become more apparent. Like, you know, we've got AI, the increase of AI, um, artificial intelligence. We've got lots more, like, you know, of those chatbots, you know, loads of things now. If we ring, we don't even need to talk to a human, right? Things can, no. be, <laughs> things can be done pretty easily. Um, so it, it is a reminder that we need to keep the skill of connection. Like, we're never going to be able to get away from having a conversation human to human, 
um, in our lives with our friends, with our families. So absolutely. And I think also I teach kids the, the value of EQ as well and the importance of it to go in schools. You can learn about IQ, but really, how do we measure if you're a really good mate to someone? How do you know if you're a good friend? Or when you leave school, how do you know that you've done the right thing? That's not about IQ. That's all about no. So I'm just, yeah, raising the awareness of it. And I think, you know, in society, we, we are getting better at it. And I think we are aware that we need to be better. How, how can we test our own EQ to know where we sort of sit on that scale and whether we need to do some education? Yeah, good question. So there's loads of like, you know, EQ tests that you can um, do online that, that will give you a bit of a sense. But the interesting thing with EQ is it's a self-assessment. So you are actually answering the questions based on where you think you are at any moment in time, as opposed to an IQ test, right, which asks you certain questions about your intelligence. So it really is the answers are within. I think if you just have some self-reflective questions, um, and I'm happy to share a list and you guys can send it out or attach yeah, it. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, you just literally ask yourself those, you journal it or you meditate on it, you will get the answers as to where you sit. And I think we all know, right, if we really ask ourselves deep down, are we a good listener? Are we a good communicator? Do we help the people? Are we empathetic? Are we aware of how we feel? Do we react? Do we not? We, we do know the answer. Yeah, that's true. It's, it is very just, true. Just, just taking that time to reflect on And, and being oneself. honest with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a key part because it's so easy to delude yourself sometimes that of course I do all those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think out of the um, self-reflection, there's something called shadow work that happens as well. Yes. Um, and there's something that happened with me when I did it because I went through a phase of going, oh, my God, I'm a really bad human being. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was this amazing person, but I actually wasn't. And that was just my own, you know, self-reflection. And what that shadow work does is it brings about some of those fears and old conditioning and paradigms that we've got that make us think well actually we behave this way is because of the way we're conditioned right absolutely by yeah. our parents or our communities or society or experiences culture. that we have yeah yeah experiences and then as the, the process of shadow work is actually almost healing some of that trauma that that we've gone through to go i I can do that work and now I've come out on the other side as, as someone that is more emotionally intelligent. So some people go, oh, it's really woo-woo and it's, you know, it's all soft skills, but it actually isn't. It's, you know, working on yourself to raise your EQ is one of the hardest things to do. It really is. I mean, often when we do business planning and coaching work with, with my clients, it's very hard to set the goals that they are looking for or the lifestyle that they're trying to achieve because they haven't done that shadow work. Yeah. And and that emotional intelligence place plays a massive part in them being able to set themselves up for success in their business because they know what they want to achieve and what's fulfilling for them. And I suppose often I say to people with the with the shadow work to be aware that people think shadow work is bad because it, the shadow naturally has some sort of a negative connotation mm. to it. But the night sky is a shadow and you can't see the stars without the without the night. Exactly. So, yeah. It's the same thing in this. If you want to get the great jewels of who you are and your personality to the forefront, you need the shadow work to achieve it. Um, just in case any of our listeners are sitting where I am at the moment, what is shadow work? <laughs> yeah, so shadow work is where you understand that you can do things better 
but you then understand that there are parts of your history or past that have made you behave the way you have. So I'll give you a really good example, talking of money actually, Sarah, your point there was, I remember when I was setting my business up, I wasn't able to charge what I felt I was worth. Yep. And that was because of my own paradigms around money and things I heard my parents say, like, you know, money doesn't go on trees and, you know, don't trust people that are rich and wealthy and you know, you can't be a kind person and have money, all these sorts of stuff mm. that, you know, that I grew up with and going on oh, whatever, but it seeps into our subconscious mind. So what happens right. is we behave in a certain way because of the subconscious programming that we've got within us. So shadow work is really going to the source or root of why we behave the way we do and then doing the work to, um, if I can swear, unfuck yourself. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, on Financial Fofu, which is the fear of fucking up, unfucking yourself yeah. sounds like the perfect yeah. <laughs> pathway <Exactly>. forward. <laughs> so that's what shadow work is, Trudy, in a nutshell. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's not commonly known, but I mean, it's pretty much about perception of life and how, and how that then affects everything, and yep. and that's the subconscious bias that then impacts all of your decisions. Oh, of course. So it, that's why emotional intelligence, I personally believe, is a massive part of massive. who you are, and mm. and living a like you, I think you said earlier, a, a much more peaceful life, didn't you? Yeah, it's a sense of peace that you get yeah. when you go, you know what, I am I am in this moment in time the best version of me. And yes, we make mistakes, but I am I've worked to be the best version of me. And my thing has always been faith over fear. And it's that case of I'm gonna have faith in myself to become better, to be more emotionally aware, to be a better human, um, and make an impact on others and not let fear get in the way. Um, because what happens is as you raise your EQ and you do shadow work, you are going to step into fear. Mm -hmm. And I keep reminding myself about the acronym of fear is it's just false evidence appearing real, right? That's what it is. Oh, I love that. You heard that? <laughs> no, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I remind myself that it's just false evidence. So then I go, okay, if it's false evidence, what's happened there is my subconscious is bringing up a memory where I've made a mistake and it's causing my current situation to be for me to be fearful of. But actually, I've done so much work that I don't need to have those past experiences lead or make an impact on the way that I do things moving forwards. Yeah, old pattern doesn't require yeah. any, not required anymore. Exactly. Um, so if someone's recognised they probably need to work on their EQ, what should they I guess, focus on first? Where do they start? Um, yeah, so, um, well, you can reach out to me because I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we apparently like that stand here. <laughs> um, yeah, but look, I, I think the first thing is um, just just research about what is EQ and, and see what you're interested in. Um, you know, is it something you want help in, in in your career? Is it something you want to work on on yourself personally? Is it around your, as we were talking about, subconscious mind, patterns, shadow work? to get an understanding of, of what area of your life you want to work in and then find someone to help you do that. I think, you know, as much as you can read a book on it, to be honest, you don't apply it. Mm. All, all the book's going to do is give you information on what it is. So um, reach out to someone, anyone, um, jokes aside, yeah, reach out to anyone that you connect with and go, hey, I want to be able to just talk about how I can do this. And, and someone will help you map out a plan. Okay. And what are some of the services that you do provide to help people 
Yeah, so I do one-on-one coaching. Um, so you don't have to be a leader or own your business. So just one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. for someone that wants to really improve um, their emotional intelligence and way of being. Um, we also work with businesses and also entrepreneurs. So that's some of the stuff that we do. Amazing. And I believe you've got a course online. Yeah, no, it's not a course. So I actually, um, funny story, I um, got hit up on LinkedIn with this amazing guy called Elijah, who, who we now work together about six months ago. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm in San Diego, I'm in the EQ space and um, want to connect and see if we can collaborate and do something. And we just literally hit it off. Our energies are so like, yeah, so amazing together. So we've created a program called The Collective, um, which is spelt with an EQ in the middle. Okay, Um, that's kind of cool. cool. And it's a membership site. So it's going to launch on the 1st of October and then the membership um, will kick off on the 1st of Jan. But what we're doing there is for a really, really affordable monthly fee, you can access us as your personal coaches in a group setting environment. So one of our goals was to make um, EQ available to anyone and everyone, you know, whether you're a student, whether you're retired and you just want to, you know, make an impact so we're going to do some amazing things in that program so we i haven't launched the link yet but what you can do is go to eq.academy and my details are there hit me up and we can make sure that you get a um sort of a pre-launch um so that you don't have fomo Okay. Nice, <laughs> nice, perfect. Um, we can also update on our website as yeah. well once it goes live with a link for you too. Um, okay, so have you got any questions, burning questions, Trudy? No? You're good? No, no. no. Uh, she's a little bit. I'm still absorbing. <laughs> so much today. It's quite amusing So to watch her face as it all processes. Um, I have a, one more question about... Mm. What age should you start learning EQ? Like as a kid. Well, yeah, yeah. Age, really. <laughs> but, yeah. But is but is there content available for children? Yeah, so I actually do. I coach kids. So yeah, hundred percent. We we do from ages five onwards. Um, so anyone can learn it. It's it's a learned behaviour. So you know, I've got clients in their seventies and eighties, and I've got kids who are five and six. So you know. Any time, at any moment, um, you can really embrace the learnings of raising your EQ. Yeah, my daughter does a lot of um, wellness activities at school and some of that would include some of this some stuff. Of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And what about male or female? Does it change depending on your gender? No, that's a myth, isn't it, that women mm. are more emotional and all this and that. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it really doesn't. I've, you know, I've coached men and I've coached women and there's just, yeah, there's no consistency around um, either gender being better at EQ than the other. I think it's about your ability to embrace the learnings and go deep within yourself to go, what do I need to do and what, what areas do I need to work on? Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Any tips that you would have for people listening today that are still a bit unsure about whether this is for them, what they should do to move forward? No, I think it's it's a hundred percent for everyone, right? Lack of EQ doesn't discriminate. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so it's 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 in all of us and we can all improve it. And and I like I said, it's that sense of calm that you will really get. I think you know, when I ask for feedback uh, after one-on-one sessions about how people are feeling, and they do say it, they will feel we just feel more aware. Like Trudy's a bit reflective now. You know, it's it's that it is that sense of 
of calm. Um, so I suppose for people with everything going on at the moment with COVID and lockdowns and the heightened stress levels mm. that working from home at every facet of this pandemic has created for us, something positive that they could do with their time and energy would be to invest into EQ so they could address that a bit better. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And I think the collective is a really good way for anyone to dip their toe into it because mm. um, you can just access that, you know, on a monthly basis and really learn from – we're going to have experts coming into that and do fireside chats, you know, around business and personal. So Yeah, okay, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I so appreciate you dropping by today to chat with our audience. Thank it's been you. lovely having you on board. Trudy, do you have any questions? Have you no, no up? questions. I'm just going to go and Google how to test my EQ, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Typical accountant over here. <laughs> Next step of testing. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's thank been great having you. Cheers. See you, Ush. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning in hope to see you next week please 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 send us um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback we'd really appreciate it cheers